Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Are you a busy mom who struggles to stay energized and focused throughout the day? Do you feel like you're always running on empty, no matter how much you try to juggle all of your responsibilities? If so, you're not alone. Many moms struggle to find the energy and focus they need to get everything done. But what if there was a solution that could help you feel more energized and focused, even on the busiest days? Introducing Magic Mind, the nootropic supplement drink that's specifically designed to help busy moms like you stay energized and focused. Their blend of natural ingredients is carefully formulated to support brain function so you can stay sharp and on top of your game. Whether you're working, taking care of the kids, or trying to juggle both, Magic Mind can help you stay focused and productive. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to try Magic Mind and see the difference it can make in your life. Go to magicmind.co slash unstressed and get 40% off your subscription for the next 10 days with my code unstressed20. With Magic Mind, you'll have the energy and focus you need to tackle even the busiest days with ease. So don't wait and try Magic Mind today and see the benefits for yourself. That's www.magicmind.co forward slash unstressed. You're listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad you're here, as always. This week, I'm speaking with children's author, Julia Barbaro. Julia is a mother of six and wife to Gino Barbaro. They host the Julia and Gino Podcast, and in this episode, Julia is sharing her insights on conscious and intentional parenting and what makes for a happy marriage and life. And she definitely knows what she's talking about. She has homeschooled all six of her children and learned a lot of lessons along the way. So in this episode, we're talking about the importance of being present in the moment and connecting with your children on a deeper level. Also the role of communication and intuition in a marriage and how the mother in particular Uh, really drives the emotional barometer in the home. So you can either be a force for good or a force of destruction, as we all know. And so this this is a really excellent conversation. I think it's going to re-motivate you to take some time to ground yourself, to nurture yourself so that you feel better in your body, but also that you're walking into the room um, to meet your children, to meet your spouse from a place of groundedness and calm and love. Um, and from there, all things are possible, and we really do shape our families into into our highest selves, you know, you know, individually and as a whole. So I hope you enjoy this message with Julia. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with her. I totally filled my cup just by having this conversation. So my goal, of course, is that it does that for you as well. So please enjoy this episode with Julia Barbaro. Well, hello, Julia. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, Liz, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today and hopefully bring value to your listeners. Oh, absolutely. Um, So I always kind of start with the origin story of the guest. And 
something that kind of hit me when I was crafting the questions for this episode is, you know, what, what were the specific events that led you to the work you're doing now? I like to say that, but it also kind of strikes me as how did the work find you? Like it's also that duality there. So talk to us about that and, and how it led to you to what you're doing now. Sure. Uh, Well, I do. I'm married to Gino, my husband, for 24 years. We have six children. Uh, I decided when we got married and, you know, we talked about it and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to be home raising my family. Uh, We didn't plan on homeschooling, but that just worked for our family. And so we went down that adventure, which is an adventure in and of itself, aside from having six six children. Uh, But I just, I loved it. And it became who we were as a family. And it just, it it was, it was incredible. It's not for everyone. I want to put that out there, but for us, it worked. And I'm thankful that I, you know, persevered through it. It's hundred percent difficult, but it really did open my eyes to just watching children grow up, their struggles, me as a mom, you know, I'm right there on the ground with them during all the, you know, tantrum stages of, we have five daughters. So there was a lot of that, <laughs> you know, but over the years, I thought as a mom, to be a good wife and mother from the outside world, I had to have it all together. And I had to have, you know, I had to show the world I had it all together. And so I didn't complain. I didn't say anything. I didn't express express my, you know, um, the difficult moments in my life. And over the years, my husband and I, our communication wasn't so good until he went to life coach school. And oh my gosh, did it change? And that was probably, I'm going to say 15 years into our marriage because the listening aspect, and we, we need to be taught to listen. We, we need to be taught to how do I listen to a person? It's not just a natural. We really need to teach people. And that was my the beginning of, oh my gosh, life can be so much better. <laughs> I didn't realize marriage can be so deep and, and fulfilling. And there's there was so much more to it. And so over the little time of him and his real estate adventure, uh, a lot of families would come up to us and say, well, how do you do it? How do you how do you raise a family, support your husband, be here at this event with us, with your kids here? How do you do all of that and seem like you have it together? And, and I'm like, I have to think about that. That's a great question. And so in that pondering of what do I do in my life that could benefit other people. I actually went to life coach. I became a life certified life coach in order to learn how to listen to people, in order to learn how to speak to them, how to express what I was ex- ex- trying to explain. Because a lot of us, we know what, what we're doing, but we don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And so through that is where I became, you know, my husband and I, we, we host a podcast together talking about business and family. And we really are like raw. I'll tell you the, the hardest part of life and how I got through it. Um, I do not hold back because we all need to hear that. We all need to hear yeah. that. We don't all have it together. We're all trying to figure it out, but we're all here to support each other. And we're not supposed to pretend that everything's okay. We are supposed to say, hey, I need help. Show me how to do it. What did you do? And that's why I'm here. Yeah, I love that. It's such an honest way of coming to purposeful work. You know, mm-hmm. you do the self-healing, you do the inner work. And then once you reach a certain station, you can then give back to other people. I mean, that's what I tell my moms all, who tune into this all the time. It's like, you are such a better mother. You're such a better partner when you have done your own inner work first, because otherwise, you know, you're constantly strained and stressed and you can't mm-hmm. give anything to anybody. Right. We all know this. Absolutely. Do you think that 
you would have come to this realization, this level of self-awareness, if it hadn't been for your husband doing the the health coaching school, um, the life coaching school, or do you think it would have evolved anyway, because you would have just come to a point where you couldn't continue on that, that stagnant path? Mm, that's a great question. I, you know, it's interesting because that was the moment where I realized that I didn't know anything about life. But to be honest, I thought life coaches were kind of kooky. I, th- I used to make fun of him for going to school. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever. <laughs> and when he came home and I saw the evidence, I saw the people that he, I mean, there was an event once that I went to, it was a real estate event. And and I have to tell everyone that I'm, I'm not a real estate person. It's not my interest at all. But the people that he attracts, he's such a good, he's such a good man, so giving that the people he attracts in his community are unbelievable. And so that's why I'm part of it because the people are just so giving and they're open to what we're talking about. Um, but a couple of them came up to me and this is, bef- this is before I even thought about all of this. And they, you know, this one guy, he's like, listen, I mean, he literally had tears in his eyes. He's like, your husband changed my life. I just want you to know that. And I'm sitting on like, what does he do? Like, what do you mean he changed your life? What explain to me, you know? And my husband's like, I just listen. I listen to them. I understand them. And then we take steps how to get unstuck or how to be a more patient person. And, you know, you'd give me examples. I'm like, I want to learn about that. I want to know about what you do. So it was because he went to coaching school that I didn't even know that world existed. Mm. You know what I mean? And so maybe I could have helped moms in a different way, but never, ever in this field. Never. I mean, I was the shyest person you'll ever meet. I would never be on a podcast, never talk to people on a stage, never, never. And so coaching actually helped me overcome all those fears. Yeah. Growth always on the other side of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, before we get into the marriage talk, because I'm super interested in that, and I know my audience is too, we're always looking to improve our own marriages for our kids, for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that homeschooling factor. I mean, I did it for a little bit during the pandemic, just because Zoom was not working for my kids. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, But after that was done, I was ready to put them back to school. Why have you found that homeschooling is so beneficial? What's the difference between homeschooling and traditional schooling that you have found? For me, and again, it's, it's this, everyone I've ever talked to in the homeschooling world has always had a different reason. And I think that's really, really important to know. But for me personally, it's, it's a connection that I have with my kids. It's a connection that they get with me that they wouldn't have normally gotten. And it's, and it's the hard parts too. It's the difficult parts. They see, you know, the side of me that they would not have seen if they went to school. That's for sure. You know, all throughout my, what is it, 18 years? So our oldest is 23 um, and our youngest is eight. And so we've been homeschooling for 20 years and it's really yeah. been a long time. But through that time, we've had babies you know, pregnancies, newborns, toddlers, I mean, you name it, we've had it. And they've seen me struggle, like for real. And and I think it had, it was a connection that I didn't expect to show them because, you know, as a mom, sometimes you want to be, I got it, I'm good. You kids take, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't want to show my the, the difficult times. But as I can talk to my older daughter, who is, you know, in her 20s, she saw the hard part of the motherhood. She saw the hard part of being a wife to a husband who is the go-getter entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Who would call me all the time. I got this great idea. Let's do it. And I had like a baby in my hand and you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, let's do it. So, so I got to show them 
and a, a different experience of what motherhood really looked like mm. and what it was to be a wife and to stay at home and the hard parts of it. So I think the connection that we have is something that I'm so grateful for. And I didn't, that wasn't my intention. It just, that's how it worked. Mm, I love that answer. Do you find that your children are are better critical thinkers because they've been homeschooled? You know, because I feel like in the traditional schooling, you go, you memorize, you listen, you're quiet, you know, you're primed to be this like ideal employee mm-hmm. in a capitalistic society. Do you find that your children are more questioning about things or like go off on their own tangents of curiosity? Because I, I, I want to for anyone who has kids in traditional school, mine included, like there, I want to still take from what you have learned and what you're doing for your kids. Yeah, Liz, that is such a great question. I really, really appreciate that because that is something. And, you know, I remember being in school myself and there was always this one kid that would question what the teacher would say and what would happen. They would get in trouble. And after the second or third time they would question it, they'd be sent to the principal. They'd literally be sent out of the class for disrupting. And I always, as a young person, found that irritating. Well, I want to know the answer. He's just asked you a question. Can you give us the answer? And whether the teacher didn't want to, whatever the reason was, I always find that, like, I wonder I wonder why he didn't just answer that question. And so as we have children at home, especially when we're learning things, it is constant. And it does get tiring. And I get it. I get why the teacher didn't answer, because I just want to teach my material and move on. I don't want to have to go into a discussion of why it's like that or what makes it work like that. But as the homeschool mom, it it happens quite often. And it's that effort that we have to put into. That's why a lot of times I'm just, I wish, like, I just wish they would go to school and learn this because it's so, (laughs) it's so much extra work. But that's where the kids are learning. Yeah. What if I disagree with you? Can you show me evidence in that? And then I'm like, all right, yeah, this is it. Why don't you go write a paper? You research it, write a paper, and then tell me the answer. And so we have to think outside the box when we're home because the kids are asking constantly, well, why do we have to do that? Why do we have to, you know, it's always, why is it like this? And, you know, even the rules that we have at home or, you know, anything that we do at home, I'm talking even cooking, Cooking is part of our day. You know, we're home all day. We're Italian family. So there's a lot of food going on. Well, why, mom, why do you do it that way? And I'll think, huh, well, show me another way. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of thinking outside the box at home, which I said before, it really gets tiring because sometimes you're just like, this is the way we're doing it because I said so. You know, you you kind of, you want to do that, but it takes a lot of patience. And that's where our patience as mothers, as women grow because we're trying to teach them all the time, but they're always home. They're always around. They're always asking questions. They're always saying, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to try it another way. Okay. And you watch them fail. You, you can either say, see, I told you, or what'd you learn from that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it. but again, we, I make mistakes all the time. I, may, I, I do. And I want to tell that to moms is that it sounds lovely what I'm saying, um, but it's a real challenge to live up to that. This episode is sponsored by Masa. Masa is a fitness company based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They have hundreds of on-demand workouts and recoveries for everyone, new movers and athletes alike, 300 and growing. Podcast listeners can get 30 days free on top of a 14-day trial with the coupon code MOTHERHOODUNSTRESSED30. 
30. Now, after 44 days, a subscription of just $9.99 per month is available to you. Now, remember, these are workouts that fit every schedule. Whether you have 10, 30, or 60 minutes, you're going to be able to get it in in a creative way. And they're actually enjoyable, driven by music and amazing coaching. So if you are someone who has been looking for an extra push, an extra hand to help you up, this is where you want to go. So be sure to download the Masa app on your smartphone and use my code MotherhoodUnstress30 to save. And there are days where I'm really, I'm really on top of it and I'm and I'm I'm helping the kids with everything I'm talking about. And there are days where I'm like, I don't know, just <laughs> just do it the way I say. And I and I think that's important to know is I can decide at the end of the day, okay, I didn't like how I acted today. Tomorrow I'm gonna change it. Here's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. Here's how I'm gonna fix what I just said. You know, I could say, you know, Sophia, who is 16 years old, you know, you asked me about something and I was really quick to, to answer and just say, do it my way. But what other way did you have? You know what I mean? There's never yeah. too late. It's never mm -hmm. too late in any relationship to take back what you said in the sense of apologizing and asking forgiveness and asking, can we do it? Can we, can we talk about that again? Can mm -hmm. we revisit that? And, I, and it's, especially as a mom, because we are tired. We are tired and sleep deprivation is real, you know, and sometimes we have to give ourselves a little bit of a pass and say, I'm doing the best I can with what I know right now. Mm. And all the experiences we go through as moms is, is why we learn what we learn at the time. And I think that's important. You know, you don't have a baby and have a manual that goes with it. You have to learn all about this person that you have never met before and they're growing up and they're becoming the person that they are and you have to figure them out. I mean, there's just so much. It's beautiful and it's incredible, but it's all unknown. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And I'm sure as a mom of six, you've seen six completely different personalities yes, of course. and, 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 you know, purposes really mm -hmm. while we're here. But I think truly like that is such the evolution of parenting that I'm seeing today. You know, I don't feel like not to say anything bad about my parents, they were great, but they weren't equipped with that kind of thinking. You know, they would never come back the next day and be like, hey, sure. I know I, I was short yesterday. Let's revisit that. Let's talk about it. that would never happen sure. in a million years. <laughs> and and that's just the way that they were wired. But I love that, you know, as women now in this world, we are coming better equipped with this mm -hmm. kind of knowledge, even with this kind of flexibility in, mm -hmm. in how we approach things. I think that that's so important and it's so interesting to me to watch mm. how the kids are responding to that and really teaching us in so many situations. Oh, yeah. Like I was terrified of my parents. I never sure. wanted to set them off or, you know, do anything because it was like, well, they're the adults and we're the kids and this is the mm -hmm. order of things. And it's, I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's so true anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hear you. And I think that was, uh, that was how it was for a time. And, and as parents, and I have to remember, you have to remember this is I was not always like this. I was not always like this. I was, I, I feel like when we, when we have children, we're so afraid that we're going to mess them up and they're going to grow up and they're going to hate us and they're going to blame us for everything. And so we're so careful and we're so cautious. How do I talk to my kid? Am I being too rough on them? Am I being too lenient? And so we constantly question ourselves. And I know, for instance, my mom is similar to what you were saying. She was single. She raised us. And I think about it sometimes, you know, my, it was me, my sister, my brother, and we were all very different. And it's funny because we grew up in the same house with the same experiences, with the same mom, same rules. Everything was the same, but we all came out so different. Mm -hmm. And as one might be like, I can't believe my mom let us do this. Or, you know, she was very lenient. We could do whatever we wanted, basically. 
one of us, one of them was upset by that. And I was like, I had a great childhood. I could do whatever I want. And so we have a different perspective of it. And I have to remember, so this is through life coaching. I have to look at our parents' situation. I had to look at my mom's situation where she was at the time, you know, and you can look at your parents and say, with what knowledge they had, we don't know their fears. We don't know what they were going through. We don't know anything about the situation when they were the parents at the time when we were little. And I, and I would tell myself, my mom handled it. Just like I said before, my mom handled it how she knew. That's all, that's all she knew at the time. She did the best she could with what she was given. Um, I know she always loved us. I know she wanted the best for us, but that's all she knew at the time, you know, because that, that helps us to heal the relationship with our, with our parents, Mm -hmm. because we, we, we go through life just irritated. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that to me. And we realize there has to be a backstory that we don't know about. Now you could do something, you can ask them, you know, I've asked my mom strange questions, (laughs) you know, randomly. I didn't know a lot of things that were going on in her life. And so it does heal you a little bit slowly over time to say, wow, she really, she was really going through a hard time. I didn't know about that. Do you feel like it's healing for her as well when you do ask those questions and you show interest? Absolutely. Because, you know, like I said before, you always worried as a mom that you're going to mess your kids up, that they're going to, you know, blame you for all, you know, the difficult times and, you know, how they become. And so when we do ask, then we're, we're showing them we're reflecting. We're reflecting on the past and we're also saying to them, I know you did a good job. You know, I'm okay. Even all the struggles I've had and all the difficulties I had, you did what you could at the time. And, and so now you have a relationship to work on now yeah. because it never stops. You never stop becoming the daughter. You don't stop becoming the mother. You know, my relationship with my older daughter is so different than it used to be because we do talk about the hard times. I mean, she, she went through a lot. She had to deal with four, five siblings and me pregnant many times. And she, you know, I never really thought about it. It was always about mom, you know, Mm -hmm. how's mom doing? Well, how the kids doing, (laughs) you know, how's the oldest doing? And so we have conversations now that I actually will apologize. I said, Gabby, I didn't realize that I put so much pressure on you Mm -hmm. to be my mother's helper in the house. I didn't realize that I put so much pressure on you to be almost like the adult in the house, you know, because she was very responsible. The kids are very responsible, but her in particular. And so there's always an ongoing healing, an ongoing relationship that changes over time. And so, you know, if if you're not having, if you don't have a strong relationship with your parents, change it. Yeah. We can change it. If we just say, hey, I just want, you know, I'd love to talk about something in the past, or I just want you to know that, you know, if you have a, a, a troubled childhood, I could say to my mom, listen, I just want you to know that how you raised me made me the person I am, which I'm actually very grateful because I'm glad that I had experiences because now I could share them. Because if we weren't, if we didn't go through hard times, where would we be? We'd be so different. And then I couldn't help other people in this similar situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I truly think having hard times, especially early in childhood, sets the foundation sure. for a level of strength and fortitude that's required of people who are very high functioning when they're mm-hmm. adults. But you also couple have to couple that with the healing mm-hmm. work. I mean, you're literally over here breaking generational trauma, generational yes. cur- curses <laughs> on your mother's side and then down below too. Like, how does that feel to be 
really a black sheep in, in the family, like changing the dynamic for generations. Yeah, that is, that's, again, you have the best question so far I've ever been asked. (laughs) Thank you. But we can change it. And I, and I think that's interesting because a lot of us say, well, that's how my family is. They're not very forgiving. So therefore I'm not going to be very forgiving. My family's very bitter about the past. So therefore that's what I am. And we, and we, what is the word? We identify as how they are. I'm not forgiving or, you know, I have one side of my family super Irish. The other one is a super Italian. And, you know, they have, <laughs> they have some, some interesting traits, but I don't have to accept them. Yeah. I can be forgiving. I can be loving. I could be understanding if that's what I want to become. And if I want that, I have to start acting like that and actually believing it, not just pretending because that's really important. A lot of us, oh no, I forgive, but yet we're we're cringing inside and we and we are pretending everything's okay. And that's not what I'm talking about. You know, forgiveness is an, a whole process. It is not a one-time event where we just say, I'm forgiving and I'm moving on. Things come up. We still have feelings. We still have emotions. They still come up, but it's an ongoing. So if something happened, let's say my mother did something and I'm just, it really, it really gets to me. I have to decide, okay, I want to forgive for what reason? Because I don't like to be, um, I don't like to be angry. I don't like to hold bitterness. I don't want that. I want to look at her with love and respect and as another woman in the world, changing the world and for the better. And I want to look at her. So in that sense, I have a reason to forgive her. I have a reason to move on. And yes, little things will come up and she'll say little things or I'll hear a story from somebody else and I kind of get irritated. I'm like, no, I'm going to forgive her again. I'm going to move on a little bit more. And every time we just take a one little step of that forgiveness, we don't really end up where we were before. It's always an ongoing process. And I, yeah. and I think a lot of us think of, of forgiveness as just, I have to forgive and snap my finger and it's done. It just, it's an ongoing, let yeah. it be, you know, because it's just layer by layer, becoming less angry, becoming less bitter, becoming more loving. And then you're freer. You've, you're free to love at that point. So it all works together. You yeah. know, it's beautiful. I honestly think like this is why we're here on this planet to mm-hmm. evolve our souls to a new level of understanding, of patience, of empathy, all of it. Like mm-hmm. it's the hardest lessons. We think we're here just to work and procreate, but it's like really the soul work that we're all here to oh, do. 100%. And like, you're describing it perfectly. Like this is the work right here. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Okay. So let's dip into marriage because mm-hmm. that is such an interesting topic um, for a lot of our listeners here. What do you, what would you say with all the couples that you've counseled, what's the number one affliction to a happy marriage? Well, I think one of the things is we go into a marriage with an expectation that the other person is supposed to make us happy. And that's many, many people and me included. And I'm going to just say that. Um, and then the moment you realize that, you know, he didn't make you happy, it's like, wait a second, I, I thought that's what your job is to make me happy and I'm not happy. There's something wrong with you, not with me, but with you. And we go down that path and over years and years, we have resentment and we have anger and then we have bitterness and we have uh, competition. It's almost like competition. Then we become parents and we're competing with each other for our children's love And it just goes down a path of unhappiness and destructiveness. Um, And I'm going to be here to tell you again, it is never, ever, ever too late. Because my husband and I always always had a good relationship. We're always super kind to each other, um, super respectful. I respected that he worked his butt off 
to support us. And I don't know what that feels like <clears throat> to, to have to make money to, to support your family and to feed them and to house them and, you know, clothe them. I don't know what that feels like because I, I was able to stay home with my kids and raise them. And at the other end, he doesn't know what it feels like to actually physically take care of children in order to keep them alive and keep them dressed and keep them fed and on another level. And so we did really respect each other's roles as, um, as the years went on over, over the, the 20, 24 years. But what we didn't have was a communication. Mm. We didn't have the, um, something doesn't feel right. It doesn't, I, I didn't know how to communicate with him on what I was feeling. Cause I, I thought maybe this is just girly, maybe I'm overreacting. And so I just wouldn't say anything. And he was feeling the same way. And it was through that life coach. Um, he, he must've been taking the listening portion of the life coach school and when he came to me one day and he asked me a question, and I'll never forget, we had five children at the time. He asked me this question and he, and he just sat on the couch and looked at me. And I thought, my gosh, what are you doing? Like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> and he said, I'm just listening. And mm -hmm. I thought, my gosh, I don't know what that's like. I don't, I don't know how to, I was so uncomfortable. Here's my husband of many years, five children. And I didn't know what it meant to be listened to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is amazing. I love this. I don't know what it is, but I want more of it. And so from there, as, as some years went on, and then I became a life coach, and I, and I learned how to explain myself. I learned how to, what am I thinking about? What's bothering me? Well, something, when we have an emotion, we're, we had a, a first thought of something. So you have to go back and say, okay, what was I thinking that caused me to feel mm -hmm. this way? And then we have to work with that. I love facts. I love, I love facts. So if, if there's an issue that you're having with your spouse or somebody and you're going off emotion, I want you to put the emotion aside for a second and, and tell yourself what exactly happened. What was said that caused that emotion, that caused that feeling and then work with that. Okay. What about it? You know, if my husband says something that insulted me, well, what about, you know, he could have, who knows, let's say he said something like, um, um, I was lazy, which I know you wouldn't say because it's not true. <laughs> but, okay, what do you, well, what about that? Am I being lazy right now? I can ask my question. Am I being like that right now? Am I being unreasonable right now? Yes, I am. Yeah, okay, if I am, then I'm going to change it. Okay, what am I going to do about it? I could sit there and say, you know what, Gino, you're right. I'm being unreasonable. I want to change. Can we start this conversation over? Mm. Because when we're when we expect the other person to make us happy, we are just, it's almost like we're waiting for it oh, look, it's because of you. And then we blame the other person. But we have to, just like you said in the beginning, we have to focus on creating our, becoming peaceful and happy with ourselves. Because a lot of times we're trying to blame other people for our unhappiness. And that's up to us. And it takes a lot of effort. And mm -hmm. sometimes we don't want to do it. And so it's easier to say, oh, it's his fault. You know, we got divorced because my husband, you know, wasn't so good to me. Well, what about you? What, what you know what I mean? What, what did you do to make your husband happy? You know, how did you put him first? I'm all about this. I'm all about putting your husband. This is, this is a lot of people get upset with me when I say this, but if you put your husband first, eventually he's going to put you first. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? It's going to be amazing. It's not a one time. It's not a one. It's not a one way where it's just me doing everything for him. And he's saying, okay, thanks. It's, you know, it's all about me. It always comes back to you. And when you can do that and trust that your husband is going to also put you first, that's when you have this amazing marriage. 
and just happiness. And yes, you still go through difficult times and yes, you still mess up, but it's not too late to say, I'm sorry. Let's revisit this. So, yeah, it's almost like, I think as women, we need to be the leaders in the home. You mm-hmm. know, everyone always thinks it's the man traditionally, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we set the tone for oh. the mood in the house. Mm-hmm. We set the tone for the marriage. We set the tone for the kids. I mean, it's like our emotional stability or mm-hmm. happiness or whatever, like whatever you want to call it really mm-hmm. does affect everyone else. And I've seen it. I've seen it when I'm really, really good and I'm mm-hmm. rocking it. And I've seen it when I'm like angry and frustrated and it like crashes everyone else down. Like I see it and I have enough self-awareness now at this point in my life where I can step yeah. away and be like, aha, yes. okay, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I have more power than I ever realized. Well, you mentioned it. You have self-awareness. It's awareness yeah. and not even about ourselves, but our husbands. When our husband comes home, if they're working, they come in you know if they had a good day or not. You know a lot because we as women are very intuitive. When, I, my, when my husband, when he comes home, I could tell if things went right or they didn't. And I just, I can decide what to do about it because mm-hmm. we do have this strange ability to either help them out or make it worse. Yeah. And all the kids see it and all the kids follow it. And it's just how we as women show up in the room. You know, we wake up and, and I come downstairs and my kids are there it's how I come downstairs will set the stage for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's magical or destructive, mm-hmm. however you want to sure. put it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm fascinated then like rock star mom of six, uh, author, um, coach. What do you do then to set the stage? So when you do come downstairs, you are your highest self. You are mm-hmm an example of goodness and and patience and all of the good things that we want to embody. What do you do? What do I do? I literally wake up in the morning. You know, I'm very prayerful. Um, I, I I got to the point where, because as I, you know, I am busy. I, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. It's kind of always, I don't have, I, I'm not going to say I don't have time for prayer, but I, I made my day a prayer, if that makes sense. So in other words, I sometimes will wake up and say, God, whatever you want. And I'll just go downstairs and I'll put... It's up to us. It's a decision we have to make to either be calm, be collective, or frantic. I could come down in a frantic mood. Kids, get your stuff together. Why aren't you getting your, you know what I mean? All of that is our decision and it's our responsibility. And I'm all about responsibility because a lot of us will blame everything around us, everyone around us for how we act, how we are. Well, my kids are this way, so therefore I am this way. No, you are in control of anything. So if someone says something to you, you can, you know, it could be terrible, but you are in control of how you react to it. It can be the worst thing ever. And you could be like, okay, thanks. Thanks for that. Or you could start crying. I can't believe you said that and just have a big fight. We are in control of what goes through our mind, of the thoughts we hold on to. We're in control of the words we use. We're in control of how we listen to other people, all of that. And so if when, as I get up out of bed, I decide how I'm going to show up. And then I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And I, and I walk downstairs and I say something nice. Good morning to all the kids. Again, it's how you, it's the, the, it's the, how you say things, Mm -hmm. all of that. I mean, everybody knows if, if, if you mean it, if you're genuine or not, you know what I mean? (laughs) Especially your children. I am being good today. Yes. But we have to come up with a plan. And this is over mm. time, I figured out. It's not just tomorrow is going to be perfect. I'm going to do this, you know. Thank you for there, saying that. Yes. Oh, 100%. I, like I said, I mess up all the time. And sometimes I'll come downstairs and just 
nuts. I mean, we have dreams. There's things that happen. You have to remember, sometimes we don't sleep at night. There are things that are real. And, and you know, I, this. I have to tell you this because this is a really big deal. I'm going to say, so our, our youngest is eight years old and the kids nurse for a long time. They're in our bed for a long time. And so there was a lack of sleep for a very, for, I don't know, I'm going to say like 18 years, <laughs> you know, not sleeping through the night. And all of a sudden, you know, our, our, our youngest grew up. She grew up. She didn't wake up at night. I didn't have to bring her the bath, nothing. And it was over months. This is over months of time. And my oldest daughter, she's, she comes to me one more and she's like, I just have to ask you. She's like, you are so nice and calm lately. Like it's been for a while now. What changed? And I had to think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping. Mm. I'm sleeping. That in it itself, we don't realize the impact that has on a person's body and mind and everything. Because when we are overtired, sometimes we just, we can't function. We can't control what we're saying. There's, that is real. And yeah. so everyone out there listening that has little kids or they they have a really difficult, even if they sleep, you know, they're, they're up at night, they can't sleep. It really does affect you. And I almost want to tell you to give yourself a little bit of a pass. Maybe one day you'll be able to sleep like me. And it's another, it's like a new world. It's incredible and it's beautiful. And you're in more control of how you react. Now you are still in control. I'm not going to give you a hundred percent pass, <laughs> but there's something real to it sleep deprivation and people use it to, you know, torture people. <laughs> so it's right, something to exactly. remember. It's a real thing. And so as a mom, you're on all the time. You're on all the time. But the good thing is your kids do grow up. And I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't think it was real. But once my kids were older, I'm like, wow, I feel like a new person. Yeah. And that's when I started to do all this because I had it in me to do it. I had the energy. I had, I had the knowledge to do it. Um, I couldn't have done this even 15 years ago because I didn't have the experiences. We need to go through really hard experiences and life lessons in order to be able to say, okay, I have, I, I, I just figured it out. Let me help other people figure it out too. So mm. be patient with yourself, go through the hard times, go through the, you know, sitting on the floor, playing with the little kids and saying, what am I, you know, <laughs> what good am I doing in the world sitting here, you know? playing with the little guys on the, on the floor, not being able to have a conversation with people, you know, there's, there's good in everything. Mm, I love yeah. that. I love that. Okay. So we are almost at the end of time. Um, I always ask the guests to leave a final lasting message with the audience. It can be about anything that we've talked about here today, or it could just be something that you feel called right in this moment to share. So the stage is yours. Thank you. Um, I think that it's important as a mom, not to, like I said before, identify with, um, certain things like I am, I am, you know, a no good. I'm, I am impatient because when we do that, that's what we become. And a lot of us moms, you know, like I said earlier, we're really hard on ourselves. And if you want to be a more patient mother with your kids, then start telling yourself that you're patient. Decide that you want to be patient. You have to become something you have to, you have to just make that decision. We talked about responsibility. I want to be a responsible person that is um, patient. Well, what does that look like? If I want to be a patient person, what does it look like for me to be patient? And then if we put ourselves in that scenario, okay, when, you know, my youngest comes to me and, you know, is all worked up, how do I want to respond to it? And we come up with a plan. We think about the plan. Like we, it's almost like we're playing it in our mind, how we want to be. And then when it comes up next time, now we know what to do mm -hmm. instead of just going, I just want to be patient because half the time we don't know what that means. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better wife. 
And we say these random things, but we don't know what that means. And so give yourself of here's what I want to do to be a better mom. Here's what I want to do to be a better wife. I want to be, when they come to me, I want to listen to them. Maybe I want to sit on the ground and I want to look at them and not tell them what they're feeling or tell them what to do. I want to hear what they're talking about. So I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to look around. I'm not going to be distracted. And if we have come up with a plan of, of how to do this, then when it actually happens, we are familiar with it. And we're like, oh, I know what to do. But remember to say, it's important that when we do mess up, we can just do it again. We just yeah. start over because we're not perfect. You know, and I, and I think that's important that the kids understand that too is mom's not perfect. I mess up too. And that's why we apologize. But you guys, mm -hmm. I just, all, all the ladies listening, you're doing amazing. You having children and just, you know, some of your wives, some of your mothers, and, and it's a, it's a challenging job. It's a challenging vocation, but we're given these children, you know, they're in our care. We're their guide in life. And we're, we're guiding them to be adults in the world, to change other people's lives. I mean, it's incredible what we're given and we should take it seriously. And if, and if we feel like we need to change a little something, change, change a little something little by little. Yeah. Oh, Julia, this is so good. I've chilled. Oh, Amazing. <laughs> um, where can our listeners find you online, work with you, get your books, all the things? Sure. Uh, we have two two children's books, uh, The Cannoli's Exploded and A Gelato Blast. And they are books about responsibility. Like I said, there's three characters, something bad happens. They all take different paths. They all decide to do something different. And it's just a conversation starter for kids on responsibility, choice, choices, um, who's mentoring you, who's encouraging you, all that. Um, you can get that on Amazon. You can also go to juliaandgino.com. And there you can see the books. You can see a personal finance academy. You can see what my husband does. Um, we have a podcast, The Julia and Gino Show. You can check that out. Um, you can also find I have a Facebook, a private Facebook group. I'd love for you to join as well. And it's just my name, Julia Barbaro. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Julia. There's a lot to think about after this conversation, but I am filled right now with hope and optimism and just a little bit of more grace for myself. Mm. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your Liz. work. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Mommy Makeup. There's a saying, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, it's also the mother of Mommy Makeup. After being a professional makeup artist for over 20 years, Deborah Rubin Roberts had the privilege to work with some of the best brands and talent in the beauty industry. But it was when she became a mom that everything changed, and she developed her own makeup line, Mommy Makeup, clean beauty for busy women. She figured that if she needed cosmetics that were fast and easy to use and gave makeup artists quality results, surely other women did too. And she was right. Everything in mommy makeup is talc-free, paraben-free, cruelty-free, non-comedogenic, which just means it won't clog your pores, multitasking, and made in the United States. Now, I love the triple stick. I use it on my lips, my cheeks, and my eyes, and it just knocks out so much time when I'm trying to rush out the door um, and get to work and still look beautiful and presentable. And one thing that I love about her products is that they really do last all day. So if I'm on set all day, I know I can rely on the lipstick. It's going to stay there um, and look great the whole entire day. So if you are interested in checking them out for yourself, be sure to take advantage of their free color consultation service and you get 10 
10 bucks off when you do that. It's just someone walking you through and helping you pick the best colors for you based on a picture of you with no makeup on. And it really does help. It really makes the process that much better. Um, It's a win-win for the company and for you. Um, And be sure if you do see anything that you love, use my code UNSTRESSED to save. And you can just head over to mommymakeup.com to learn more. This episode is sponsored by Pakli. Pakli means joy in Nahuatl, the language of the Aztecs. It's one of the ancient cultures that revered amaranth. Their founder, Sina Kriti, grew up in Mexico eating alegrías, which also means joy, a snack dating to the 16th century made from puffed amaranth and honey or chocolate. Pakli is her version of the ancient Mexican alegrías. Pakli has puffed amaranth, quinoa, and millet, highly nutritious ancient grains that are also considered superfoods. They mix those grains with high-quality organic ingredients, including chocolates, whole-dried fruits, and nuts. There's never any additives, and it's always preservative-free. I love snacking on Pakli with my coffee, but my kids also love it in their lunches or as their morning snack. They always ask for it, and my son Nash loves the dark chocolate, which is uh, vegan. So Pakli is geared towards the adventurer food lover that appreciates other cultures and is inquisitive. It brings joy in every bite and will keep you coming for more. And that's something that you don't have to feel guilty about. You're going to be, you know, soothing that sugar, sugary sweet tooth, but you're doing it with foods that are packed with nutrition. So if you would like to try out Pakli for yourself, head on over to PakliFoods.com. That's P-A-K-T-L-I foods.com and be sure to use my code motherhood15 to save 15%. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.